Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hold one, arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three. The moss-covered, three-handled family grenunzel. It's me, Austin. It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Oh, hell, yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Mecca of the World in Cleveland, Ohio. I am your dangerously, dashingly, strikingly sexy, ever-so-smooth-talking, ever-so-amazing host, Nick. And with me, as always, is Matt. Hello, wrestling people! You're going to point it out, aren't you? Oh, you know <laughs> I am. Most famous Chan Wrestling, you effed up. For for lack of a better term, yes. And Nick here effed up. I, it was it was a minor setback. He hits record, and he goes into his whole uh, intro thing for the show, and he just starts stumbling on his words, and he just stops. He's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I basically stumbled as much as what the Shockmaster did. Now I know the feeling, and it sucks. Oh, it was funny. I instantly started that wrestling chant up. I, I think we had to do a retake maybe like three times. Yeah, because each time you hit record, you just start laughing. <laughs> I almost couldn't even get this one off. I had to turn my head when I did the end. I, I kind of noticed that a little bit. <laughs> I was afraid if I was to look at you, I would. I was going to start laughing again. <laughs> I was trying not to look at you because I was afraid of that happening. But you know what, though? That was my first time screwing up the intro. I believe. With how fast you do it sometimes, I'm surprised that's the only time you've done it. Yeah, me too. I'm very surprised. Anyway, you want to hit the show, the Gmail's ProWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Once again, ProWrestlingPod at gmail.com. The Facebook is Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Once again, Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingPod. Twitter, at ProWPodcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. There you'll find the podcast itself, blogs, interviews, all goodies there. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor. Wow, you didn't screw that one up. I didn't. I, you know, it's it's one of those things to where now it's sort of like 
ingrained in my like brain that I feel like I'm going to screw up now. Well, you also have the list right there in front of you when you're doing the whole intro of the Mecca of Cleveland, Ohio. I, I don't that. have that in front of me. No, no, that's off the top of the head. This is this just feels weird to me because for a few different reasons. One, you're actually here in the Nerd Cave. In the Nerd Cave. This is the first time in I don't know how long we've actually been able to have you in here as opposed to doing it through Skype. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, it, it's kind of like a, a weird thing, I guess, because it, just because it hasn't, it's been a while. Okay, so this is the ironic thing. We first came up with the concept of uh, going, how would you say, going mobile? Yeah, remote. Remote. Yeah. Uh, we came up with the concept of a remote broadcast because at the time, uh, winter was approaching. And we live, in, we live in Cleveland. So the winter time... It's brutal. Yeah. It is absolutely brutal here in Cleveland. Um, yeah, and I live like 40, 45 minutes away from there. Give or take. Yeah. So in the wintertime, if there's a bad storm or something, we figured, okay, well, this would help out. We can still do the show. But the funny thing is we've used the remote thing more Way in the more. summertime <laughs> yeah. than in the wintertime. That's very, very true. But I think a part of that, though, has to be the fact that it's summertime, people have plans, that kind of stuff, you know. Things happen, you know, life happens. And actually, today we were talking about going remote because you had stuff going on. Um, yeah, uh, my wife wasn't feeling too good. She didn't know if she was going to work or not. So I'm like, well, if she stays home, I'm going to just do it remotely. This way I can stay there, take care of her, do the whole good husband act. And- yeah, sure. And for if there's ever a time, you know, when you do have to, to stay home, thankfully we found a good way of doing it remotely so you know, i have no problem doing it remotely now so you know it, through a lot of trial and error we're able to find a perfect solution that's just <laughs> simply recording on skype when we do it mobile so i will say last time i was in studio we had the headsets right the turtle beach headsets yeah and now we're just talking in front of a laptop kind of weird I upgraded my computer. Uh, it's right behind us, actually, here in the Nerd Cave. I am, I'm going to be going on vacation soon when I get back. I'm cleaning that sucker out and trying to sell it for hopefully just as much as what I bought it for because I did upgrade some stuff in it. So, uh, But until then, I mean, this laptop was my, uh, I guess you could say, replacement. And it runs pretty much everything I want it to run. It is... It's absolutely perfect. I'm in love with this laptop. So, uh, yeah, no, we are wireless. <laughs> I feel naked. Sorry, I just poked Nick's eye out. I was waiting for something. But anyway, so we do got some stuff to talk to you guys about. Of course, this is going to be our stomping ground rundown. Depending on when I post this, it'll probably be Saturday night, maybe into Sunday morning. So that's going to be the key, I guess, focal point of today's episode. We'll be stomping grounds. All the stories, angles, and all that stuff leading into the pay-per-view itself. Who is the ref? That's what I want to know. Who? 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 And speaking of who, we are going to be debuting a new segment that I would love to get some kind of like intro for it. Maybe I'll work on that. We don't have one now, but it is who? 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 Has the 24-7 title. 
And we notice that every time we come on the show, oh, this person has it. But then in between the two weeks, there's always title changes. Someone else always has it. So we're going to be running into... We've kind of established the fact that this belt really is being defended everywhere. So I think it's just best if we have a segment. I mean, not only that, but where else can R-Truth hide? <laughs> uh, he's been in a box. I mean, he's been in an elevator. It's crazy. I just want to say him being in that crate was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then lifting it with a forklift. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, we're also going to be talking a little AEW news. Uh, they unveiled that they are going to have two new belts coming to the promotion. I believe at All Out. I'm not fully sure if both of them are. I'm going to have to look on that when we get talking to it. Uh, Lars Sullivan, a little update on him. Firefly Funhouse, we're going to be talking about that. And Impact and the Pursuit Channel, which is where we're starting today. Um, now, you had told me... Before we went on air, that and, and you, you didn't say anything outside of the fact that Impact and Pursuit, they've been having problems. Uh, as someone who does not watch Impact, I don't fully know. I, I believe we sort of touched on it a little bit two weeks ago, but I think that's pretty much where it kind of ended. Okay, well, with the Pursuit channel, it's gotten bad because now Conan, you know, former NWO member... Uh, an LWO. LWO. That's right. Max Moon. He was Max Moon. He was Max Moon. You didn't know oh, he was yeah, Max Moon? That's right. He was Max Moon. He's Max Moon. And people don't remember that gimmick. Oh, come on. That was out of this world. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Do we still have sound effects on this board? I could, No. This is just straight up audacity. I can oh, always okay. add sound effects later if I feel like it. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Conan was interviewed with uh, WrestleInc.com, and here's a little bit of that interview. He said, first of all, no one can get the channel, and second of all, it's a hunting channel. It doesn't matter how good you are if no one is watching you, and that's a problem because we're real good right now. No one can really see it unless you get it on Twitch, and a lot of people don't want to go to Twitch. So I think them looking for a better platform which I think they will find will help image-wise, morale-wise, and people will be watching a really good product. Okay, so my first thought, I, I have a couple of thoughts about that. The main one is I kind of have a problem with him saying no one wants to follow us on Twitch or whatever. Twitch is a growing platform, though. It's not like some small gaming platform like it used to be. Now you have... Not just wrestling companies, but legitimate companies putting their stuff on Twitch because it's a free platform to use. I don't have a problem with that. And I did not know Pursuit was a hunting channel. I thought, with the name Pursuit, I thought it was going to be like an action or like a racing kind of channel. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Uh, another thing is, they haven't given Impact Wrestling any promotion. And a couple of weeks ago, they didn't even... They didn't even air the main event they just came back from a 25 minute commercial break oh my gosh <laughs> and there's one week they didn't even air the new show i i think they may have played like a rerun from the week before oh geez okay so my question is two questions one does conan still work for impact 
Yes. Okay. Second off, do you feel that his comments were right? Do you think that, do you agree with him? Ah, that's a good question. I think it's not Conan's place to publicly criticize the network because he's talent, you know? Yeah. It may be a little bit different if he was like a, some kind of backstage personnel, but the fact that he's a talent talking about it, I don't think that's his it's not place. It's not a good look. Yeah. Well, and then that's the funny thing too is that if you flip the coin and go to WWE – to my knowledge, no one really seems to badmouth WWE, at least while they're under contract. We've seen that a couple of times, th- that the moment people leave and they're contract-free, they tend to do these tell-all podcasts about their misuse in the company and their treatment and things like that. Um, you know, obviously, the huge one was CM Punk back in uh, 2015 or whenever he did his and then you hit John Moxley just did his with Chris Jericho, which we both talked about here. Um, but it's kind of a different precedent when you have an actual talent on air saying, hey, we suck. <laughs> well, he's not really saying that they suck. Well, he's, he's that they're that promotion, right, sucks. yeah. And to be fair, I'm sure everyone in the promotion is frustrated. You go to a commercial break and just keeps on looping and lasts 25 minutes. And that's 25 minutes of the show your audience is missing out on. The only difference is Conan came out and publicly criticized it. Whereas I'm sure backstage, everyone's doing it. I'm sure. It it really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, But that's the thing. Conan, he's always, he's never been afraid to actually say what's on his mind. I mean, this isn't the first time he's done something like this, and it probably won't be the last, honestly. And I'm okay with it, you know, because you always need at least that one person that just tells it like it is. And I'm sure a lot of people are afraid of losing their jobs, but here's the thing. If Conan was to lose his job, he could he could just go back to Mexico and he'll be just fine. Like, I, I, I think he's kind of under that whole, where are they going to do, fire me kind of umbrella that not too many people in wrestling can fully be a part of. Well, another thing with Impact is if you download their mobile app, even if you don't become a member, you can still watch weekly episodes of Impact. The downside is you're going to be behind a week. Oh, so it's a week behind. Right. Okay. Well, and I, I'm sure that maybe if there's like, and I know it's a niche market, but if there's a casual Impact fan out there, I'm sure they probably don't mind. Which would be kind of like me. I'm casual. Like, if I see something or hear something that's going on in Impact, I may be like, hey, let me check this out real quick. How can I use this for the show? That right. kind of thing. Now, my question is with, right now, and I'm sure you know this, obviously, is that right now in wrestling, it would be, in my opinion, a great time to be a wrestler. Because you have WWE, you have AEW, you have Impact, you have Ring of Honor, you have New Japan, you have the Indies. All of these different options. But with that being said, do you feel that Impact is no longer that viable option it used to be? It's gone down a little bit. At one point in time, it was probably considered the second best company, right behind WWE. However, now with uh, AEW coming up, uh, Ring of Honor has gotten popular. New Japan's been popular. I don't know where I would necessarily rank Impact. I might rank it either 
third or fourth? I was going to say fourth. Because I think it would go WWE, AEW, and then either Impact or Ring of Honor. See, I would say New Japan. New Japan's good for diehard. The hardcore fans. Hardcore wrestling fans. But if you're not the diehards. I'm a big wrestling fan personally, but I don't watch New Japan. I'd rather watch American wrestling. Because at least then I can pronounce the names, you know. <laughs> well, but and and so for you, it's more more or less a preference, right? To where there's a lot of fans out there, I'm sure that don't mind watching a show like New Japan because New Japan, I mean, they have a weekly deal in the U.S. on Access TV every Friday night, I believe. So they have, I would say, a, the same tiered kind of deal as Impact. I don't think. Pursuit is above Access TV. I don't think Access is above Pursuit. So I kind of think, if anything, they're they're going back and forth a little bit. Meanwhile, AEW just kind of jumped the gun with all the talent that they have, the people backing it, and not to mention they're going to go live in October with their programming. I just think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan in general. It is, but it also kind of has a downside to it. Back in the day, like Attitude Era. Okay. You had three promotions. WWE, WCW, ECW. If you were a hardcore fan, yeah, you would keep up with indies and whatnot. But for sake of argument, let's not worry about that. Okay. Nowadays, you have WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling. And then you even start looking into WWE's different brands. You got NXT, NXT UK. Uh, 205 Live. In a way, wrestling is... Evolving? I don't want to say evolving. Maybe overexposed. Like, there's too much of it. That's Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. But do you think that's due to maybe there's an increase in viewership all across the board? I'm not saying just WWE. I'm saying all together. Is it Attitude Era numbers? Absolutely not. No, no. Not, not not even close. But I think that if you were to look from, I don't know, say 2005 till now, I would say that viewership in terms of overall wrestling is probably at a very high point. Yeah, they're good. They're not in the toilet or anything like that. No. But sometimes I wonder, like, if the wrestling business went back a couple of steps and instead of having all these different organizations that are mainstream, if today if there's three companies that are mainstream, do you think the numbers would be better? Um, I don't see. That's kind of tricky because I think it depends on exactly what three promotions. Um, and I don't want to be that specific about it, but if it's WWE, AEW, and I don't know, uh, Ring of Honor, then yeah, I think viewership is through the roof. But if it's something like WWE, AEW, and then one of the lesser known kind of ones on a national scale, I don't think the numbers would do so well. See, I don't know, because that back in the ad tier, ECW was the third brand. And and they just barely got national TV towards the end of it. Exactly. So now, if we use that same concept nowadays, does it really matter how big of a brand that third company is? That's a good point. I would say no, because with the advent of the internet and being able to stream anything and going back and rewatching stuff you missed. 
and and this kind of ties in with the whole TV viewership is at an all time low thing that you've heard a lot of with mainly Raw. But if you look at TV ratings across the board, non wrestling shows, the numbers as a whole are way down from what they used to be. But that's because traditional TV, in terms of cable, satellite, whatever, that's on its way out and streaming is on its way in. So it's harder for these rating companies to keep track of what the ratings exactly are. Thanks. Now you got Netflix, Hulu, Disney's going to be coming out with their own channel. Where are you getting that, by the way? Because uh, Tiffany is she she likes her Disney stuff. She loves Disney so much that our wedding was Disney themed. <laughs> um, I can't really answer that because I don't know like, if we will or not. They will be having, like, all the Marvel stuff on there, which is stuff I can get into. See, I'm more of a decommer. What's a decommer? Disney Channel original movies. Oh, okay. I I love me some Xenon, some Brink. Those are old shows. Hey, don't don't judge it, man. I love that stuff. Like, we were were talking about this because she... Rebecca actually really wants it. And I said, well, it's only fair because I have the WWE Network. So you should have something you like. So she is, but it's also for me, too. So I'm looking forward to it. But anyway. You know, I think a lot of people stream, like, old shows like that because shows nowadays suck. A a lot of TV does. I will agree. There's some horrible shows out there. And, like, just recently, Tiffany started to go back and rewatch. You remember that TV show? Charmed? Yes. From CW, I think it was? I believe so. She's gone back and she's watching that whole series again. Yeah, and I just finished watching Boy Meets World, the entire series, and then I watched Girl Meets World. See, I'm watching uh, The Flash right now. I'm on the latest season on Netflix. I believe it's season five. Okay. Are you Anything else lined up after that? I haven't even thought about that. I better start thinking <laughs> because I'm like a little more than halfway through the season. And I'm flying through these episodes. Have you still watched Stranger Things? No. you got to watch Stranger Things. It To me, it's one of the best shows Netflix has ever made. Um, but Well, between that and also a wrestling-related show, Glow. Glow is really good, but I think Stranger Things is better than Glow. But if you're... If you're any kind of like diehard wrestling fan, I would recommend Glow because the diehard fans they know at least somewhat about Glow. The fact that it was one of the very first all women wrestling promotions and that they didn't even use wrestlers in it. And I don't want to get into too much detail, but it was it's a very, very good show and I highly recommend it. I think their next season's coming out actually pretty soon. Ivory was actually on the original Glow. Mm-hmm, she was. And AEW's Awesome Kong is in the remake. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't play the same character. She doesn't as she doesn't play like Ivory or anything, but... Right. Yeah, she's she's in the show. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, for one, do like the fact that Conan said something, going back to what we were saying. Um... It wasn't really warranted, but I think that in the long run, in the grand scheme of things, hopefully it'll help Impact and open up their eyes. Well, we go from Impact to the WWE side of things for a little bit. 
And I really want to talk to you about something that I have loved since day one, and that is the Firefly Funhouse. Um, Bray Wyatt, to me, I always felt that WWE did a huge huge injustice on his half of him just coming out these long-winded promos, but then never backing up in the ring. And when I found found out about Firefly Funhouse originally, that first episode, I actually missed because I was on the phone, I believe, or something in the other room. Um, then when I rewatched it, and I'm thinking, wow, this is this is great stuff. It's it had a very creepy tone to it. Uh, like I believe that very first episode, it, it was a very kid friendly kind of thing. But as the weeks go on, they kind of get slightly darker. Which I'm happy about because when I've seen that first one, I'm like, there's no way they're going to take Bray Wyatt and turn him into a sweater-wearing <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rogers, Rogers rip-off <laughs> character. I'm like, that's not going to work. Well, you know what, though? If anyone can pull this off, it would be Bray. Which, And again, we've said this before, Firefly Funhouse is all Bray's idea, apparently. But anyway, so as the weeks go on, he's becoming more and more darker. I believe by, like, I don't know, the fifth or so week, he it shows him in sort of like a new Purge-like mask, uh, a totally new attire and everything. And now we had, I believe, week nine of the Firefly Funhouse promos. And it was essentially him saying, oh, your parents probably believe that the Earth is round. Well, have they ever traveled around the world? And... Uh, he, he basically confirmed he's a flat earther. At least his character. His character, yeah. Uh, talk, he talked about how I bet your parents still think that dinosaurs are extinct. Like, all of this stuff that scientifically is just not possible. Uh, but then, by the end of it, it I, I don't even know how to really describe it. You had, like, all these cool effects of, like, um, sort of like a d- dynamic demonic feel to them. I don't know how to really describe it, but at the end, he's wearing his Bray getup. Like, it wasn't really much of a Firefly Funhouse to me. It was more or less just him introducing what he's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be debuting on... Well, re-debuting on TV pretty soon. There's only so many of these vignettes are going to continue to air before he makes his debut on TV. And, um... I'm interested to see how this character <clears throat> plays off on live television. Because in the vignettes, there's so much like editing that goes into it. Live TV, there's no edits. Yeah. Um, I'm also afraid of how they're going to use him, too. I can see him wearing the sweaters and like backstage stuff. And then when it's time to compete... Like, come out as Bray Wyatt. As Purge Wyatt, as I call him. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's something similar to Finn Balor and his demon gimmick, I guess you can say. But I like that idea a lot. You know, have him have a split personality. I mean, something like that, to my knowledge, I don't think that's ever been done in wrestling before. I'm sure it's probably been done. I'm just not sure where. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. The only thing that comes close is Kane and corporate Kane and Demon Kane. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just, it's one of those things, though, to where you have the fans' interest. Great. 
but now from a fully creative point of view, how are you going to book him? You cannot let him lose that much. That was their problem with him the first time. They kept making him look weak in his matches. I almost want to say, if you have Kofi retain the title this Sunday, put Bray on SmackDown, have him won the championship. Oh, you would throw him in the title right away. away. I don't know if I'd want to do that, though. I posed this on Twitter. People did not agree. But how would you feel if he uh, feuded against Aleister Black? See, I've actually thought about that. Because Aleister Black, he's constantly saying, someone challenge me, step up, do this, do that. And, And someone... I mean, all he wants is someone to come in oh well and that was actually something uh fan pointed out was that and alistair black he kept saying in in one of his promos you know um the door is always open the door is always open and bray Wyatt said let me in like i i kind of feel like it could be going to that it could be leading to that i would be a fan i love alistair black i i thought him and ricochet were a great tag team but at the same time, I think Aleister Black is way better as a singles competitor. And I think now we're finally going to see that, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, I look forward to it, because I've not really seen him other than his tag matches with Ricochet. Yeah, he's... I, I, I would venture to say he's going to be brought back as a heel, the way they're going. It would seem like it. And if that's the case... I, I don't know how you would really get him to feel with Bray then if they were considering Bray as a heel. There has been a lot of positive feedback with the Firefly Funhouse. So maybe he comes back as a as a face. Maybe. Because I'm sure people are going to start cheering him as soon as they see him in person. Mm-hmm. Well, as we move on, it's time for a brand new segment. Here on the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Do you know what that is, Matt? Let's have a drum roll. We should get a drum roll effect. We should get a drum roll effect. I want to download one just so I'm not hitting my computer desk all the time and hurting my hands. Oh, you baby. Maybe a little bit. It is, who, 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 who has the 24-7 title. Now, I believe as we last left off, to my knowledge... It was R-Truth who was spending his time in hiding, essentially, and showing up on Raw SmackDown, hiding in crates, using costumes, all different kinds of stuff. Um, now, did you see the latest title change with the 24-7 title? I believe it happened yesterday. No, I did not see the title oh my change God. yesterday. Okay, so um, let me see, and I probably, this is my fault, I probably should have had this booted up, but there was a wedding that happened. Okay, I heard they might do this. <laughs> I don't know if this will work, but can we play the video right now? Maybe the, the audio, audio will pick up? Pick I up. don't know. This is this is wild. This is this could be a first. We might actually have audio here on the show. So if this doesn't work, people, just bear with us. There may be a few minutes where there's nothing going on. We may oh, try and commentate yeah, sure. during everything. Yeah, I don't think it's quite going to work.
Okay, I'm not sure if the audio is... It doesn't really look like the audio is picking up. Maverick just kissed his new wife. He high-fived somebody. EC3. His wife's a good-looking girl. And he has the 24-7 title around his waist. While wearing a tux. (laughs) Okay, so he's walking down. There's, like, two steps. He's walking down towards, like, all of his uh, family and friends... Walking down the alley, flashing the belt. Feeling like the man right now, and I believe I see Otis from Heavy Machinery. And a referee just stopped him. And R-Truth did a roll-up. I didn't even see R-Truth <laughs> come from behind. <laughs> and R-Truth is wearing a tux and a tie, but no shirt. <laughs> and he's got the jacket and a purple tie. <laughs> Maverick just turned to his wife said, I'm sorry, and took after our truth. It would be very interesting. As I'm looking at the audio levels, I don't think it really picked that up. It, it might have picked some of it up. I think it might have picked some of it. But but still, it's kind of cool being able to commentate on something that we're watching. I think we got to do that more often, especially with this 24-7 deal. We should. Um, but anyway, yeah. So our truth did crash Drake Maverick's wedding. Um how would you feel if this happened at your wedding? Oh, I'd allow it. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, though, was that a real wedding? Because I know Drake Maverick was set to marry his, I guess, now wife. I don't know, because they've kind of laid the groundwork for this event to happen. Because even when they were stuck in the elevator, Drake Maverick made a comment about being engaged and his wedding coming up. I wonder if his wedding actually is coming up, but... WWE and Vince McMahon saying, "Yeah, let's let's crash his wedding." And Maverick was probably like, "No, but you could actually do a fake wedding. I'd be okay with that." <laughs> I'm sure that's probably fake. Um, when Drake Maverick won the championship, I'm trying to replay it in my head right now. Uh, I believe he pinned our truth, grabbed the belt, and stole our truth's car. No, he stole the referee's car. Referee's car. And right. he said something about going straight to his wedding. Okay. So they've laid the groundwork to all this. Because our truth got back up. At the time, Drake Maverick was dressed up as Carmella. Right. So our truth stands up and he's like, I didn't know Carmella was getting married. <laughs> and she didn't even invite me. He, Even though Drake Maverick pulls off the wig... Pins our truth. He still thinks it's Carmella. Yeah, I love the genius behind our truth. Whether that's actually truth or creative, I love the way that they booked him as basically old and senile. Yeah, it's something that works for him though. He plays that character perfectly. He really does. So congratulations again to our truth. Was it six times I believe? Um, I don't have his stats in front of me right now, but it's up there. Yeah, and... Also, congrats to Drake Maverick on his new marriage, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, regardless if that was uh, all staged or not. So, if Drake Maverick wins back the belt, do you think R-Truth will crash the honeymoon? Like, Drake Maverick, he's all (laughs) dancing around, getting sexy, he pulls back the covers, there's R-Truth with the referee in bed. Please make that happen, WWE, Please. (laughs) And R-Truth is a six-time 24-7 title holder. Um, So anyway, again, congrats to R-Truth for winning it yet again. Um, 
something else I want to talk about just briefly is Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is injured, apparently. Yes. Um, I do not know the injury. I, I heard about it. I believe it was on an episode of Raw. I believe he injured it in a match with the Lucha House Party. Uh, it is a knee injury. I'm not sure what exactly with the knee is wrong. Uh, he will be out for six to nine months. And it says right here from comicbook.com that uh, he was scheduled to wrestle Matt Hardy on an episode of SmackDown Live. However, the freak never appeared on the show, and reports quickly started getting out that he was dealing with some type of knee injury. Uh, both Fightful and Wrestling Observer originally reported that it was not considered severe, but then the latter came out with a follow-up report this week stating that the injury could be much, much worse than originally thought. Now, again, that was from comicbook.com. So... The problem I have with Lars is that he he's starting to come with a lot of baggage. You know, first the whole controversy of posts he made on a bodybuilding website. Grant, he wasn't even under contract to WWE at the time. It still painted WWE in a very negative way. And Which I don't fault him for that. Well, I mean, I guess you can kind of have oh, to. Oh, I was going to say, I absolutely do. But... I don't see, I don't understand the backlash because he wasn't under contract. Right. It happened in the past. But the problem is, is I think, is that we live in such a world where the internet is so widely available that anyone can just dig up anything and just bring, I mean, we've, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. You know, we've seen this with celebrities before and really anyone, and I I think that the problem in Lars's case in particular was that not only did he say the comments, but WWE still insisted on pushing him at that current time. It's not like they, you know, pushed down the brakes and then when things died down, pushed him again. They decided, well, we're going to go full throttle with this. And well, here's the thing, though, Those it's not comments... Lars's fault, but I that's my feelings on it. Here's the thing, though, those comments he made. Do we know how long ago he made those comments? Oh, it was a long time ago. Like yeah. years? Years. Okay. Like 2013 or something like that. Who's to say that he still feels that same way years later? I mean, give a guy a chance to change. I agree. I, I fully agree people can change. I just think that, again, I, I think I kind of, in a way, fault WWE more than I do Lars. Because I feel like they really should have just stopped his push, at least temporarily, and just tell him, hey, make an apology, we're going to wait a little bit, but then we'll bring you back. Or how about this, before WWE starts pushing people, maybe they should look into that person's past. Look at their social media accounts, uh, past interviews, and see if there's anything that could affect them like negatively. skeletons in their closet. Right, and this sure way they, do they can just... They can deal with it head on. But not only the comments, but now he's injured too. And I get it, his wrestling injuries happen. But you also don't want to be known as being injury prone. Right. And uh, to be to Lars's defense, though, I don't think he's really had any other injuries outside of this. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I just, I don't know. I think WWE, not that they're necessarily souring on him, but I feel like that might be how they're headed. It could lead to that. I've, we've both seen it happen plenty of times. Right. 
where people get these big pushes and then something derails the whole thing. Like Finn Balor. Yeah, like Finn Balor. I mean, he was real big. First ever Universal Champion. Gets injured. By the time he comes back... His spot was gone. <laughs> they moved on. Yeah. I, I've always felt bad for Finn, honestly, because he's such a good competitor. He's so talented. You know, but the problem is, is that, like you said, that's not how things work in the wrestling world. Just because you're highly talented doesn't mean someone's not going to take your place. Unfortunately for him, that person was Seth Rollins that took it, in my opinion, took his place. Which you can't fault Seth Rollins because no. he's just as talented, if not more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, from what I understand, Lars will probably be back sometime. I think they said around early WrestleMania. 2020. So, yeah, around WrestleMania time. Um, but as we quickly move on from him and WWE for a little bit, we're going to jump back into WWE. But right now, I think we really need to mention the fact that AEW has announced officially that they will be unveiling two new belts. Uh, the AEW Women's title and the AEW Tag Team titles. Um, it shouldn't really come as a surprise really to anybody that these belts are coming out. You know, I feel like every uh, promotion has more than just one belt. Um, and these are like basic belts that pretty much every promotion has. Right. Now, AEW has confirmed that they will have a tag team championship tournament announced to kick things off. And this is from cult culturedvultures.com. I never thought I'd be saying that one. AEW's. I'm on. Okay. Oh, I'm on F4W online. And I don't know if your website has a list of all the tag teams in it. Um, no, it does not. It, this is more of a general thing, it looks like. It has an official statement from Tony Khan on the Steve Austin podcast where he said, We're going to establish a great tag team division when we launch our weekly television show in the fall. We're going to be doing a tag team tournament that's going to have some of the greatest tag team matches on TV. It's going to be a main focus on our TV. There will be teams competing to get a first round bye in that tournament, which is a big deal. We'll have some of the best tag teams in wrestling competing for our tag team championships coming up this fall. Okay, yeah, the, my website has that same information. I was just going to say there is a tournament. The winner gets a first round bye. Uh, out of those tag teams, though, who do you think is going to get that first round bye? Well, I mean, it depends on the actual uh, teams and the brackets and whatnot. Um because from what I understand, I haven't really found like an official word in terms of who's going to be in the tag tournament. Um, We've seen some of their tag teams at uh, Double or Nothing. True. Very true. And like even that uh, tournament to decide who has that first round by, we got Best Friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor, uh, SoCal Uncensored, who is, Sco who is Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian, and those two teams were at double or nothing. Um, now I don't know this one. Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, and Mark Queen? I can tell <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of them, but that's the other team that's supposedly involved in all this. Well, see, the thing is, is that AEW's roster is huge, which I'm a fan of. 
it gives your guys breaks and provide with the right storytelling, it could actually be done, I, I feel. Um, in terms of who I think could win, again, I think it depends on who's in it, but I feel like it would have to be a mainstay of the tag team division. So with that being said, why not make it the Young Bucks? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, don't the Young Bucks own part of the company? or They are executive vice presidents. There you go. And it seems like any time a wrestler is involved corporately with the company he wrestles for, have you ever noticed that <laughs> magically they become a champion? No, that never happens. Come on, you mean to tell me Jeff Jarrett made himself TNA champion? Oh, no. He was never king of the mountain? Come on. Oh, I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I agree. I think it will happen. Um, As for the women, they haven't really touched on that a whole lot. Um, But I will say this. I love AEW's women division. You have Britt Baker in the Fatal 4-Way match at Double Nothing. Also, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and Awesome Kong, who was a surprise entrant which we found out later that she signed a deal with AEW. So it's it's going to be a great division all around. And I love the fact that AEW's approach is more or less, look, we have the talent. We're going to emphasize everything. We're not just going to have a primary focus every week, which is what WWE's main focus point is, is that while WWE has this huge roster, it always seems like every show has one main focus point in every single episode. Now, do we know if Brandy Rhodes will compete in AEW? That's a good question. I don't know. She is... She is a wrestler. And she is also... Uh, I, I can't... Uh, the chief branding officer is her yes. title. So, I, I don't know. That's a very good question. I don't think they ever came out and said if she would or not. But could you imagine if Cody and Dustin were a tag team? They are supposed to team up at the... Fighter Fest. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm. I, I told you last time on the show, and I'll say it again. I I'm I've never been this excited for a wrestling promotion. How would you feel about Nyla Rose becoming the first ever AEW Women's Champion? I'd be okay with it. Why not? Go for it. That would really make history because that would be the first transgender wrestler to win the women's championship. And you know what I love that AEW is doing? They're not making it this huge point that she's transgender or anything. I they like may that. mention it, but that's it. Yeah, but they're not going to say... It's not like... It's not emphasized. Right. It's not the Michael Cole effect where Roman Reigns comes out every single week and he yells, The big dog! You know, it's... The it's, most polarizing figure in the <laughs> yeah. WWE! Like, I, that's what I hate about commentators. Like, we get it. Do you have to say it every single week? <laughs> like, you really should say this stuff every once in a while to make it seem more organic, at least in my opinion. Like when Randy Orton hits that DDT off the ropes, and they always go uh, vintage Orton or classic right. or whatever the saying was. It's like that became the name of the move. Well, even out of nowhere became stale. Yeah, it's becoming stale. Yeah. So either way, we are. I'm very excited for AEW, especially All Out, to see these belts and you know I'm really looking forward to the show. I'm hoping the belts look better than. The belts in WWE. I see, but the thing is, I like the Universal title. I like that red strap. I think it's different. But it's the WWE Championship, but with a red strap. Okay. There's no like creative difference between them. 
Okay, so what was your favorite belt design? Doesn't have to be WWE. Any promotion of any time period. Hmm. I have to think about that. Uh, one of the ones that kind of hit me first, this may be a little bit of a surprise, was actually the WCW United States Championship. Okay, that was kind of different. Um, I would have to say for me, oh man, it, it's going to come down to two. And one, I, I will admit, I am biased for, and I was actually a fan of the new ECW championship that was silver. I thought that thing was really cool. It looked like a UFC title a little bit. I, I liked it. I know a lot of people crapped all over it for being silver and not gold. Well, not only that, but they love the original ECW championship. Which I don't blame them. And once that gets retired and they bring out the new belt, they're, they're going to hate it. Yeah. Um, I, I also like the uh, back during the first brand split on SmackDown, they had the Undisputed Championship, which is that belt. I you was have just right going to say corner. that belt, as I step away from the mic, so I don't know if you guys will hear me or not. Nick but. is lying. There is no mic. We're talking into a laptop. <laughs> this belt, boom, autographed by Jeff freaking Hardy. Nice. Yeah, um, this is actually a really nice belt, though. I do agree. Uh, I believe this is from, like, 2002 or 2003, something like that. Yeah, really nice belt. But, anyway, as we move gears, we got to talk about a pay-per-view that is going on, which a lot of people are criticizing the name for, and that is WWE Stomping Grounds. Uh, but before we actually dive into the show and start previewing it, we have to ask the question, Matt. Who? 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 Is the 24-7 champion? No. Who is oh. the ref for the main event of Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins? Now, I don't know about you, but we can either talk about this in a review or we can just talk about it now. We might as well talk about it now and let lead into the review. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, the past, I believe, two weeks, Baron Corbin has been saying that he gets to choose the special ref for his title match against Seth. And he's kind of been teasing people for it. Uh, we've seen EC3 as a referee. Uh, I'm, now I'm drawing blanks on who we've seen. Uh, he talked to Eric Young, but Eric Young didn't officially say yes, but he still got beat up for it. Um, there was Sami Zayn, who got beat up for it. And since he backed out, Kevin Owens looked at that and said, well, I'm withdrawing my name from consideration before something bad happens to me. Um, and we've seen numerous people go in and out of Baron Corbin's locker room. The biggest surprise, I know this person won't be the special ref, but one of the names that kind of shocked me when they showed people going into Baron Corbin's locker room that shocked me was Matt Hardy. I yeah, thought, that was surprising a little bit. Would that be interesting to you if it was a heel Matt Hardy? Because we, we've seen a heel Matt Hardy once in WWE, and it was kind of forgettable. But when he was with Impact and Ring of Honor, and he was a little bit of a heel, he did, he can hold his own as a heel. He can. I, he can hold his own as a heel, uh, face. I think Matt Hardy's also kind of underrated yeah. as a singles competitor. I agree. Um. 
So yeah, I, I think uh, the the problem is is that you need to have someone who I don't know how to really describe this, but you need someone who's going to be very key into the story. Like I feel like if you just throw a random heel into there, I don't think it's going to do anything. Like my gut tells me it's going to be Drew McIntyre, and I don't know if I like that. See, I'm going to disagree only because I, I McIntyre has to face Roman Reigns that night. So we don't know the condition of McIntyre. True. And I do have another name, but it affects the match greatly, so I'm going to wait until we actually preview that match to say this name. Okay. And I I don't know how it's going to play out with this person, but I can't think this is WWE's fine. But anyway, are you ready for your WWE Stomping Ground preview? I'm ready. Well, you asked me if I was ready. Damn! Okay, that was a really weak impression. I apologize, Mr. Simmons. Anyway, so we have nine matches announced for the card, featuring, of course, Raw SmackDown and 205 Live rosters, and it's going to be in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Dome. I had no idea that Tacoma, Washington actually had a venue. Well, now you do. I'm very surprised at that, honestly, because Tacoma, it's not like a really big city, but anyway... I digress. Like I said, nine matches are on the card. Um, as of this writing, I don't believe there's any pre-show matches. And I'm sure maybe one of these matches might get bumped to the pre-show. That's happened before. So, who knows? You know, before we get into this, have you heard how bad the ticket sales have been? I've heard they've been pretty bad. Like, I've heard they've only sold me, like, half the tickets. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting how they film that if, like, nobody is there in the crowd. They'll shuffle people around. I was going to say, at that point, you're looking at people being shuffled and seats being upgraded and that kind of thing. Is that due to a lack of interest, you think? Or is that just due to people not watching WWE? A little bit of both. Uh, Raw viewership, that's been down. So, I'm not sure what the number is for SmackDown. But, you know, you look at the card... These are matches that you can see any week on TV. Uh, There's nothing special about them. Exactly. There's nothing special other than the fact that there's a cage match. There's a ref who you have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, but that's my problem, though. If your main selling point is a special guest referee that has impact, no pun intended, on a match that might be very lackluster at best, I, I I feel like that's a really bad selling point. I mean, I'm looking at the card right now. It, it's uninspiring. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to be because of the storylines. There's no big storyline. Uh, anyway, we're going to let that marinate as we run down the show. Now, this card is through Wikipedia. That's what we always do. And I believe you are writing up a tally system for... Oh, yeah. We're keeping track nowadays. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. I guess I'll start... Let's start at the top and go to the bottom. So we have Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's title against the goddess Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has been using Nikki Cross as essentially her backup, which we've seen two or three times over by now. Um... I hate that storyline. Nikki Cross is way above that. Uh, that being said, there's no way Nikki Cross doesn't interfere 
to some degree. And I feel like Alexa Bliss will be champion and will eventually lead to Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross. I'm actually going to go with Bailey on this one. Okay. I think Nikki Cross does get involved, but it costs Alexa Bliss the match. True. Okay. I mean, it, but again, like, it, it's a predictable match in the sense of you know something's going to happen. It just depends on which way it's going to lean. Right. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre in a singles match. Um, look, I love both guys as competitors. Roman Reigns is, in my opinion, a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, he could be better, but I think there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, Drew, I, I think he speaks for himself. He seems to get better every time he's out there. Uh, but again, this feud just does nothing for me. Uh, I'm going to say Roman, but I'm not fully invested in it. You know, I agree with your statement about it being a lackluster feud. And this is what I was talking about earlier. This is more or less Roman versus Shane. It's it's a house show pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, that's a match you want to see is Reigns and Shane. You don't want to see but, him versus a henchman. But since Shane already fought him at um, Super Showdown, not Superstar Showdown. <laughs> we finally got the name Showdown. right. Uh, it's like... Okay, well, we use Shane for that one, so let's sit him out on this one. So, yeah, I'm not really invested in this, but I think Reigns needs to win it more than McIntyre. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's title against Lacey Evans. This match, I'm actually somewhat interested in. I think it's nice to seeing a fresh face for Becky Lynch that's not Charlotte Flair. Um, I don't know if Lacey's quite ready for the spotlight. I think they kind of just shoehorned her in, it seems like. Um, but with that being said, I think WWE is really keen on selling us Lacey Evans, so I'm going to go with Lacey. That's just my gut feeling. I was with you until the end when you picked Lacey Evans. <laughs> You're going to pick Becky, aren't you? I'm picking Becky because I think it's too soon for Lynch to win the championship. I, no, I and I agree fully. I mean, do I think further down the line she could win it? Absolutely. Right. It's just to me, it's just a gut thing, and I don't want Lacey to win it. I do think it's too soon. Becky won belt. Or I seen a sign in the crowd. It said Becky Red Belt. Okay, I could go with that. Seth versus Baron Corbin for the WWE Universal Title, which again is a special guest referee who we don't know. Um. So, here's my thought about the special ref, okay? Who's to say that Baron doesn't pick Brock Lesnar to be the special ref? Is that ref? who you're picking for? The ref? Special? Yeah. Yeah. We could do it as like a bonus if you want to. That's what I was thinking okay. So, I think what's going to happen is he's going to announce Brock as his special guest referee. But... Here's what happens. Brock beats the crap out of both Baron Corbin and Seth and gets to like ring the bell or whatever because Brock being Brock, he'll force the timekeeper to ring the bell. And then he'll just drape Seth over Baron, do a quick pin, and then after the match, cash in his money in the bank and either beat Seth or maybe Seth will find a way to win. So you're picking Seth to win it then? The match? Yes, Seth. 
Which is a shame, because I actually do like Baron. I'm in the small percentage that likes Baron Corbin. Okay, I'm also picking Seth Rollins. I don't think uh, Corbin's going to win, because I think they're focused on uh, Seth versus Lesnar. Yeah. The referee, though. I'm going to think a little outside the box. Okay. AJ Styles. Hmm. Seth Rollins just got done with the feud with him not too long ago. And he seemed bitter against the club with the Good Brothers on Raw. And he's set to return pretty soon. Hmm, that could be interesting. Now, what about this? And it's not necessarily a special guest referee, but what if, say that referee has no bearing on the match, like it's a heel person trying to get one person to win or whatever. And then you have, as Baron Corbin, let's just say, he goes to pin Seth. One, two, lights go out. In the ring is Bray Wyatt. Now, that would be a different twist on it. I think I like that. Yeah. That was something else I, I talked to Rebecca about. I like that very much. I don't know if that's something they're going to do or not, but I would like that idea. That, well, that's I mean, more fantasy booking for me. Well, let him in. There's plenty of ticket sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, Kofi defending his WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage I feel like if Dolph was to win, this would be... I feel like one of the titles has to change. And I think this might be the time Dolph finally gets the title. And, again, I go with my gut a lot of times when we do these picks. I love Kofi as champion, but I think that his reign is going to be over. Uh, That's interesting to me, Nick, because you say at least one bout should change hands. Alexa Bliss match, we have her winning. You have I'm Lacey talking. Evans winning the belt, and now you have him Oh my god, did I really? Qu- crap, can I change my pick? <laughs> I just realized every belt is changing except for one. Um, screw it, let's go Kofi then, just so I don't look weird. Okay, we'll go Kofi. <laughs> um, to be honest though, I, I like your first reasoning though. And I have Bailey retaining, I have Lynch retaining. So I'm going to go with Dolph on this one. <laughs> Great. You're, you're going to steal my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that should be a rule. If someone says a winner, but then they backtrack, and someone else picks that opposite person, they should just get two points for stealing a pick. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know. we got to make rules about this, I think. Um, Samoa Joe defends the United States title against Ricochet. I don't know. I've kind of been going back and forth about this. I don't know if I really have a clear-cut winner. This is definitely that one match that can go either way. I think it'll, it'll steal the show. It's like every event has that one match like this to where you don't really know who to pick. Uh... I love Ricochet, but I think at the same time, I mean, Joe hasn't really done much. I mean, he just got the belt. To me, it wouldn't make much sense to take it off of him, so I'm going to go Joe. I feel the same exact way. Uh, I know Joe, technically, he lost the belt to Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio didn't have any time to defend it because he got injured. Right. So, even though technically Joe's a two-time champion, it still feels like his first reign. Right. Um, and I don't know if uh, Ricochet is ready for the belt. I was thinking the same thing. I'm kind of going back and forth on that. 
I feel like he just got promoted to the main roster. However, he is talented. Uh, why not? I'm going to go Ricochet. Okay. I think I just talked myself into it. <laughs> uh, New Day members Biggie and Xavier Woods versus KO and Sami Zayn in a tag match. Um, I, don't, I, just, I, I don't have much interest in this, and I feel bad because I love New Day. I love KO. Sami Zayn is one of the worst members on the roster, in my opinion. He is annoying to no end. And I think, oh, man, I guess I'll go KO and Sami. I, I don't know. I, I don't, again, this feud does nothing for me. You know, Nick, I think I'm going to go with your boys, the New Day! Let's never do that again. No. Baby! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the New Day on that one, because Big E just came back, so yeah, uh, give him something. Are you interested in that match? Not really. Yeah. Uh, cruiserweight title is up for grabs as Tony Nese defends against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. I don't watch 205 Live. I've said that multiple times. Um, I feel like Tony Nese just won the belt because I know Buddy Murphy had it before him, so I'm going to say Tony Nese. Um, yeah. Kind of in the same boat with you. I don't watch 205 Live, so I have no idea what's really going on. But I feel like Nice has that belt longer than what we realize. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Gulak. Okay, because his last name is fun to say. Sure, we'll go with okay. that. <laughs> And the last match, according to Wikipedia, Daniel Bryan and Rowan defending their SmackDown tag team titles against Heavy Machinery. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like this is the ricochet effect all over again. Like, you just got promoted to the main roster. Do you really deserve it yet kind of thing? Um, I, I love Daniel Bryan and Rowan as a tag team. It, to me, it's kind of like a... Vegan Wyatt esque kind of thing. I don't know how to describe them. They're both scruffy men who believe that they're better than everybody else. Kind of sound like the Wyatts a little bit, but also at the same time, it's Daniel Bryan injecting his veganism into the storylines, which I think is great. So I'm going to say Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, I'm picking the same team. It's interesting you said Wyatt family like. Because Daniel Bryan was, was a member the of the family. Wyatt family yep. while Eric Rowan was a member of the Wyatt family. Yep. Oh my gosh, I guess it is Wyatt family 2.0. It is. Okay, so, and this is something I guess new I kind of want to start, is giving your overall prediction about, on a scale of 1 to 10, what you think the show will be. I think just because of how bad things have been for the WWE lately. I'm actually going to put this one at eight. Really? I think, you think it's going to turn some heads? I think they sit down before the show with everyone and say, look, we got to turn the ship around. Uh, we got to put our foot on the gas. We got to go out there and put on one of the best performances to get people talking again. Right. We got to make this right. Because AEW... They have to do something. They're coming up quick on us. Like, they don't have to be in emergency mode, but I think they kind of have to... I think they're in pre-emergency mode. Pre-emergency mode. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. However, I think that I still don't really see this being 
a huge knockout show outside of maybe the possibilities that you have with Seth and Baron. Um, so with that being said, I think I'm going to give it a 6. I think it's just going to be average. See, I'm looking at the card right now, and you have a potentially good match with Joe and Ricochet. You could have something decent go on with either one of the women's matches, if not both. Kofi and Dolph could easily steal the show. Right. Okay, so then which one, if you had to pick one definite answer for a show stealer? Oh, Kofi and Dolph. I was going to say Ricochet and Joe. I think their styles are going to mesh pretty well. Dolph always tries to steal the show. Kofi Kingston, amazing athlete. Underrated for years. Still, in my opinion, is underrated. I'm definitely looking for a big spot off the top of the the cage. Right. I think that's a definite. So how are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Feeling good. I can't wait for Stomping Ground. And uh, I know... We both have different opinions, but I think it, it could be an okay show. Matt, on the other hand, well, his opinion doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, you they really don't. <laughs> you want to hit the show? Gmail is prosingpod at gmail.com. Once again, prosingpod at gmail.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash prosingpod. Once again, facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Twitter is at prowpodcast. Once again, at prowpodcast. Prowrestlingpod.blogspot.com is your website, interviews, blogs. Uh, all sorts of goodies on there, available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor. My name is Nick. My name is Matt. See you guys next time. You effed up! You effed up! It was one time! Time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom! I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross. 350 pounds here. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth. My ass. 30 men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What?